Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Right, let's get it. Lift your Bible, iPad, whatever you're using over your head, and repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I believe the words in it. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I believe that there's power in the Word of God. I'm about to receive the seed of the Word of God, and the devil cannot steal, will not steal my seed, but I will prosper from what I receive today. And from this moment forward, I'll never be the same. The Word of God is the answer. The answer is in the Word. Amen. Amen. Um, quick announcement, uh, one more announcement. We have uh, 25 students that are going. Amen. That's an g- amazing number. And we have all but six have been sponsored. Uh, Tuesday is the absolute last day, the time that we can get that in. And so we need some of you, huh, for Love City. Uh, we need uh, some of you to pray. Pray about being a sponsor. And you could just go to Givelify, and the drop-down tab is Love City. And if we can just get everybody to stretch a little bit and do a little extra, we can get these last six sponsored and we'll be good to go. Our, we're sending our teens off to get fed the Word of God. Amen? If we don't sow into them when they're young, who would they be when they're older? You got it? And so you got to look at it as you're sowing, you're seeding into our future. We complain all the time about these kids. Kids, our teens, but when there's opportunity for them to go to be changed, are we partaking in that also? So if we're not helping out in that area, you can't complain in another. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. We said what we said. We're going to make it happen. I want to give you an opportunity to be able to sow into it. I want to open up. Uh, we're going to close out today this series uh, on, on kingdom wealth. We've been talking about bringing divine order and alignment to our finances. Now, listen to me. I've, I've given it my best shot. This, this is not going to be the last time I'll be talking about finances. Uh, God has given us numerous prophetic words uh, as we've been teaching is this series, God gave it to me in one day. He gave me five points in one day. And in a matter of just, I'm going to show my notes to you. And in a matter of just teaching and, and God adding on stuff, man, just sheets and sheets of paper of stuff that the Lord, sticking notes all over the place, pages in the back that the Lord has been giving me to try to get you guys. And then even gave us a prophetic word that there's something coming down the line. We don't know what it is, but I do know it's going to have something to do with finances. And this time that that would not be the government bailout like it was the last time. And so prophecy is always the foretelling of a coming event. And God always uh, wants to have his body, his children in a prepared place so that we don't suffer from the onslaughts of the world. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that when famine hits the world, the church, we the body of Christ, we're supposed to be fat and flourishing. So we do not supposed to be experiencing everything that the world is experiencing. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You get what I'm saying? And, and then with some of this suffering, I'm, I'm so frustrated with some of our teachers in the body of Christ because they, they're moved with zeal, but they're not moved with spiritual understanding. And, and, and so the Bible says we suffer for Christ's name. Sake. 
And so not being able to pay your bills is not suffering for Christ's namesake. That's not Bible. Your body racking with pain is, and you not being able to be healed is not suffering for Christ's namesake. He died so we can be healed. So you, there's no such thing as, well, God put this sickness on me because he want me to just suffer for his namesake. Lie. You do err, not knowing the scripture, nor the power of God. That is not Bible. You not having money so that you can take care of your family and do right and pay bills and put food on your family. It's not you suffering for Christ's namesake. That is not biblical suffering. Now you can eat that cake if you want to, but I promise you, you're going to have an upset stomach because that's not Bible. As a pastor, I'm trying to provide everything for you, spirit, soul, and body that you need so that you can be the Christian that the Bible says that we ought to be. But if you so prideful and you so black and can't nobody tell you nothing that you don't want to listen what this black preacher got to say to you, well, then the hell with you then. Die early, be sick, be broke, be all of that. I'm not going to be staying stuck up in the office for, you to, for me to preach to you personally what I'm sharing with you across the pulpit. You keep jumping in these relationships, jumping in bed with folk, and now you can't trust men, you can't trust women. That's because you're doing marriage stuff and you're single. The Bible work. We just got to work it the way it's safe. Calm down, pastor. Why you got to go in here like this? You round here, you won't forgive folks. You got stuff stuck up on the inside of you. I told you, go to freedom so you can get free. I gave you something. My office is not the place for you to get free. I put a group in place for you to sit down and for 12 weeks, we going to get you free. You're not going to get free in Putacana. You're not going to get free in Cancun. You're not going to get free twerking. You're not going to get free at the bottom of a Hennessy bottom. You're not going to get free with a BBL, a touch-up, a tuck. That ain't going to set you free. Let me tell you something. Getting money ain't going to set you free. I don't ever want you to think that I'm, I'm preaching about prosperity, that it's just going to make you free. It ain't going to make you free. Money does one thing. It amplifies who you already are. We can't see your pride now because you ain't got enough money to do it. We can't see your greed now because you ain't got enough money to be it. We can't see your attitude now because you ain't got nothing to have an attitude with. So if all of those things are not in check, and are not led by Holy Spirit before you get it. When you get money, we're going to find out who you really are. You at church now because you ain't got no money. You ain't got nothing else. Will you be here when God lifts you up? When God elevates you, will you still be here? And we already see by virtue of looking at the audience that most folks who have increased don't have time for God no more. We said that you got to pledge of allegiance to God. Most of us don't even read the Bible every day. It's going to be hard to overcome. Listen, there is a kingdom out there. It's Satan. Your smudging, your, your waist bracelets, your earrings all over the place, your pinky, your pointer finger, and your thumb. Satan, don't, it don't scare Satan at all. Actually, he sit there and laugh when you do all that stuff. 
your energy, your zen, your one eye, all that. He laughed at it. I can't, he said, I can't even believe you're that foolish to even believe that that defeats me. We're not even putting up time in the word. So your spirit is running low. If you had to make a trip from Mobile to Montgomery, that's 169 miles. One of the first things you're going to do, I don't care where the needle at now. One of the first things you're going to do, you're going to stop and put some spirit in that car. Because you understand that wherever that needle is now, it does not have the capability to make the travel. And we're trying to travel as Christians with empty spirits. Your one scripture a day ain't going to work. There's levels to this. Yeah, you better believe that. There's levels to this. And you're trying to run life on one scripture a day. It ain't going to work. You're going to burn out. You got to start getting, the Bible says the word of God is nourishment. To all your flesh. That's one meal you can't afford to skip. Amen. Keto everything else, but don't keto the word. You got to get the word on the inside of you. The Bible says it's Proverbs 4. It's nourishment and health to all your flesh. You having all these thoughts and depressed and going through all this stuff because you don't have nothing in you to kick it out. You ain't got nothing in you to kick it out. Suicide, been there. Mental thoughts trying to mess with, been there. And when I look back over my life, because sometimes hindsight is better, I recognize that I wasn't being true to the thing that I started out in. And I was not being the thing that I said I was. You said you're saved, which makes you a Christian, and Christians get in the Word of God. It's not a title that we just say we are. Like we some politicians and we can put a code of Christianity on to get folks votes. Because trust me, the moment Satan finds out that you're standing behind that name, he bringing hell to your doorstep. You better believe that. Number two, we say you got to discipline yourself and educate yourself concerning money. Here again, we got the church to share just, we got the church in a broke place. You preaching that prosperity gospel, the Bible is not a book of prosperity. Well, then what is it then? God want us broke? I thought the Bible said a wise man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. So I got to learn where do you put money at so that it can grow, so that it can be left to children's children's. So where, where, where are we supposed to teach that at? Is it the, if the Bible said it, can we not go to the Bible to find out how? And then get additional information if we need to from people who are anointed and educated in that area? If Jesus died for it, am I not supposed to teach it to you? And are you not supposed to learn about it? You got to educate yourself concerning money. It just can't be. Take some money, put it in the bank. Put a little bit in saving. No, you got to educate yourself. You got to get some books about wealth. Oh, praise the Lord. With number three, we say we got to figure out how God works with us with getting wealth and money to us. And, and, and we took two whole weeks 
God took us back to even talk about that particular point uh, about us really getting in our purpose. See, when I, 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 I think differently, I process totally different than a lot of people. And, and I say this, you, y'all, we, uh, y'all, because I ain't in that boat, but I'm going to stay at the ham and say we. We begging the government to do too much, and y'all don't know what y'all asking them to do. You're, you're begging for communism. You don't even realize you do it. You need to do something. No, God gave you purpose. And here's one thing that the government can never control that will assure that you will always have prosperity in your home. And if something shut down, this is something that can't stop your purpose. Because there's always provision for your purpose. Now, now listen, listen, your purpose may be retail, right? And it may not be a retail where you necessarily uh, uh, have your own business, right? But, but it doesn't matter if that's shut down because there's an anointing on my life for retail. God will always open another door for me. What am I saying? I'm saying, except teenagers, we shouldn't be on jobs just for work. We should be on job, even if, you're, even if you're working on a secular job right now. Everybody, I told you, everybody ain't called entrepreneurship. Everybody ain't called a, on their own thing. You could be the boss without being the boss. But, but, but even if you're waitressing, you should, you should be a waiter or a waitress because that, that's, a, that's an anointing on my life to serve. And I'm good at it. And you know you're good at it when your check as a waiter be more, just almost equal with the, with the boss, with, with the manager. We have this particular restaurant we go to down. I'm, boy, I'm, who? If, if y'all just will open y'all. See, I have an anointing to serve on my life. I, God just decided to bring me from the back to the front. But I have an anointing to serve on my life. I, you know, I, I, I drive that Mercedes Benz, and I remember this guy had this little, just for lack of a word, he was kind of like a butler guy. He's the guy when you get there, he takes your car, he can service it and stuff like that. And the guy left. And so um, uh, I had to take my car to get it served. I asked where he was at. And he said, he gone. I said, he gone? I say, I, so I, got, I get inquisitive. I say, how did he do here? Did, was he making any side money? And the guy say, nah, not much. I say, boy, he was crazy. All this money pulling up in here? So my mind get to running, because I, 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 I'm anointed to serve. I say, every time one of them folk would have came in, I, I would have, forget the red carpet, I would have had a blue carpet special. First of all, I'm going to be suited up every time they come up in there, but I'm going to put me a little smock over the front, because I don't want to get real dirty. You get what I'm saying? And every time somebody buy a new car, they're going to get the blue carpet special. I'm going to roll that blue carpet out, and it's going to escort them to their car. We're going to send that thing and let them know about it. And, and when them customers that buy cars over and over again, we're going to make sure we know them by first name. Oh, hey, Mary, how you doing? You, we're back today serving. And he said, you know what? That was a man that worked this position before him, and he used to get thousands of dollars a week doing just what you said. I said, why he didn't do it? He said, I don't know. The money was here. Well, you know why he was working. See, had you put somebody that was a servant, they had an anointing to serve, they would have saw that. Like, wait a minute, all these folk coming up in here with these type of cars, they got some money. I might as well, if God put an anointing on my life to serve, this is how he called me to make money. See, some of you, some of you got an anointing to serve, and you there, and you waitressing, and you don't care nothing about learning the people. So we have this particular restaurant that we go to, and even my kids now, we don't want nobody serving us but Michelle. Matter of fact, they already know, so when we get there, they look at it and say, oh, Michelle, hold up, we'll get her. 
because she, she, she just about know what we drink. The last time I was out, I didn't remember what I ordered. She said, oh, you ordered this the last time. You want to get that again? I said, well, since you said it. She takes care of us. There's an anointing. Me and my son went to work out yesterday morning, and she was in the smoothie shop getting a, um, getting a smoothie. And, and listen, we didn't have to speak to her. We messed around and walked over there and made sure she saw us and spoke to us. This girl, this girl. And I, I can just, I say, I told my son, I said, she must be making a whole bunch of money because she about to go in this early in the morning. We never recognize what our anointing is. Some of you have an amazing anointing to administrate. That's an anointing that God put on your life, the gift of administration. What are you doing with it? Many of us have family members uh, 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 um, uh, that, that have started businesses, and because you're so caught up in this little new generation mess, you're leaving money on the table that your family blazed trails for you to take over because you only saw the hardship they went through. Well, that's, that was the startup. You, you're supposed to have innovative thinking to say, okay, how can I take this business to the next level? How can I take all this wisdom and knowledge that my mom and dad accumulated and, 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 and I may not have to necessarily fix the washing machine. I may not have to lay bricks. I could be the one riding around in the right truck making sure everybody else lay the bricks right. But you only focus on the hardship and you left a family gift, a lineage family gift. You left it on the table because you saw something else that made money so you're not chasing purpose you chasing money and totally miss a lineage that your family worked hard to lay up for you because I don't want to go in the same direction my parents you ain't even pray about what you're doing now can I tell your testimony Pastor M I'm going to tell it anyway it ain't no bad one Pastor M did not want to be a school teacher. She didn't want to be a school teacher. Her daddy was a dean up in Atmore at a college. Her mom was a school teacher. She didn't want to be, no, I don't want to do what my mom and daddy did. The whole time, the girl, she's, 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 she's pregnant with our second, with Kirsten, and uh, the mess around the past out, I get a phone call to go in the past out. I say, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. She was going to school to be a physical therapist because she opened up. Now, she has a gift of service and administration on her life. It's there, right? And so she just go through the paper and she see physical therapy. Isn't that physical therapy? Was that physical therapy? Four pages in the one as a physical therapy. They need them, man. It's hot. I'm talking about <laughs> coming in hot. It's hot, right? So she's like, okay, I'm going to go to school for that. She likes servicing and helping people. That seemed like the right thing to do. You get what I'm saying? At face value. Right, right. And so the girl go to school, right, and she pressing through school, mess around and finish school and go back to that same paper and ain't half of a page. <laughs> ain't even half of a page, man. Of physical. What happened to all them jobs that we done paid all this money for? We supposed to be reaping the rewards of all that schooling now, don't you think? So we got to go into prayer, which is what we should have did from the beginning, which is what many of us don't do until we get on the back end of it. And then we want God to just run to our rescue, which he will, but should that always be the order? That he's a running to our rescue? He say, I lead and guide you into all truth. Thank God he will run to our rescue, but how about some leading? So I don't need rescuing. 
So she, get, she and I, we get into prayer, and my God from heaven, that school thing, circle back around, dad is. In prayer, the Lord told him, you're a teacher. But she want to do it because of family. Mama and them did it. What are you running from? Because mama and them did it. Or they may have failed at it. So, well, that's okay. You should, have a, you should pray about a new level of wisdom and knowledge about it rather than running from it. I just don't understand us as a people. I really, it, it, it ain't going to be everybody, but it looked like we going back into slavery. And it's going to be the enslavement of ourselves because we so smart. And we're just not thinking. See, you do know before slavery hit America, it was happening in Africa. You do know that, right? You do know God said that if y'all turn from me and you turn to other gods, then you're going to become servant of other people. You do know why? That's one of the reasons why we became servants, right? Oh, you don't want to hear that part of the history. And it looks like we're headed right back to that same place with money this time, though. Number four, we said, four and five, I'm closing it out, that we got to speak prosperous at all times. Listen, your words have a direct connection to your mind that's directly connected to your thoughts, that's directly connected to your belief, that's directly connected to your actions. You see it right there? You, you hear, hear this with your spirit. Your words have a direct connection to your mind that's directly connected to your thoughts, that's directly connected to your belief, and your belief is directly connected to your actions. It, it, uh, uh, find that scripture for me. It says, let not the children of Israel say, I am sick. The Bible says, don't go around saying you're sick. Now, if you're before the doctor, of course, you can't tell the doctor, how you doing? I'm walking by faith. Now, no, 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 that's not the time. That's the time to say, doctor, I'm hurting right here. That's the time to say to the doctor, I feel something in my back. I feel something, right? But, but we love walking around telling folks, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. The Bible says you're not supposed to talk like that. Isaiah 33 and... And 24, Isaiah 33, I'm, already, I'm in Isaiah. Isaiah 33 and 24, look what the Bible say. It's going to say, now that, whenever you see this word Zion, New Testament, it represents the church. And, and, and the inhabitants shall not say what? I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven there. And so the Bible said we're not supposed to go around confessing sickness. My high blood pressure, my my sugar diabetes, my, my arthritis, my arthritis. And then get down on your knees and say, God, heal me. God, say it's yours. That's what you've been saying. You've been saying it's yours. Listen, some of you, your mouth has you broke. Either from what you're saying or from what you aren't saying. Go to Mark chapter 4. Many have laid down their faith declaration. They stopped speaking 
and then faith stopped coming. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by so, so then if I'm in faith for finances, then my faith for finances will come as a result of it hearing me talk about it. But if I'm not talking about it, then there's no homing signal of where it's supposed to come to. So you keep saying broke and you wonder why you're broke because that's what you was calling. Say, I am blessed. What's so hard about that? Now, now Mark chapter, Mark chapter 11, Mark chapter 11. See, and there's, a, there's a whole bunch of teaching out there that's all on so cyberspace that totally talks against this naming and claiming type of folk. Well, let's see what the Bible say, because I'm going to go with the book. If the book tell me I'm supposed to be saying something, I'm going to say something. And, I, and I'm, I'm, about to, I'm, about to, I'm about to snatch the rug from up under that today so you can understand that you are a speaking, oh, Lord, oh, oh, put your finger right there, not your finger, your finger, and go to Genesis chapter 1. Now, Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1 is in the spirit. Genesis chapter 2 is in the natural. So now Genesis chapter 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That scripture is not speaking in time. That scripture is looking back to time. It says, in the beginning, no one was there in the beginning. So the, Moses is saying, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Verse 2 says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Listen to me. It was not like that in the beginning. Something happened between verse 1 and 2. I believe that that's when Satan fell to the earth. The Bible says he fell to the earth as lightning, Luke 10 and 17. And it is the only place recorded in Scripture. And Jesus is the only person that said it because he was the only person alive to see it. I believe also that instituted the ice age. Just flow with me. I believe that institute when Satan fell to the earth. That's and watch this. Lightning, whenever lightning hits something in the earth, there's a bang. There's a big bang. Yeah, and so I believe, I believe a big bang happened. It's not a theory. Satan fell to the earth. And so now, when we now notice, when did God create it? In the beginning. The Bible says, and God said, and God what? And God what? And God what? Say it, let there be light, and there was light. And then, and verse 4 says, and God what? God what? God saw. What did God see? The light. Whoa. Okay, okay, okay. God said, let there be light, and God saw what he said. God said, let there be light, and God saw what he said. He didn't have to create it again. He just had to call things that be not as though they were. Light was already there. Something disturbed it. He didn't touch it again. He said, light, come back. And he saw what he said. Okay, 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 okay. He called light day. Verse 6, verse 6. And God said, uh, I, 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 let the firmament in the midst of the water, let there be a firmament in the midst of the water and let it divide the water from the water. And God made, made the firmament, divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. He's, watch this, he's putting sky 
and earth, he's putting division between these two firmaments. He's putting it back to how he originally created it. He's not creating, he's putting it back. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. He's putting it back. Just remember now, with his speech, he's putting it back. God called, watch this now. Now, I'm going to show you what ice going to melt in verse 9. Verse 9 says, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. Let the dry ground, so when water melts, what's under the water shows up. He said, let the earth appear. He didn't say, I'm going to create earth. That was already earth there, so he spoke to what was already there and said, come back to how you were when I originally created you. Do you see that? And let the dry land appear, and it was, and it was so. Verse 11, for the sake of time. God did what? Said. Verse 14, and God said. Uh, verse 18, he saw. Verse 20, and God said. Mm -hmm. Verse 21, it says, and he saw what he said. Verse 24, and God said. Verse 25, and God saw what he said. Watch this. Then we get down to verse uh, 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 26, and God picks up. Where he left off. Anybody ever been talking to somebody and they break into your conversation? And then you have to get them straight. Then you turn around and, okay, where was I? Well, this is a where was I? Because remember, if you go to Revelation, the Bible says Satan stepped in when the woman was about to give up the child. So now God is saying, okay, let me get back to what I was doing. This is where you broke my, because I was now about to get to man because I was already done with earth. So now let me pick up where I left off. And now watch this now. We're still in the spirit. This ain't in the natural. And the Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, after our likeness. Well, if we go back for 24 verses, God was speaking. And he say, man is supposed to do like me. Okay, okay, let me prove it to you. Go over to, go over to Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. Let's see what happened. Man was created. You were created to be a speaking spirit. The Bible says, and out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam. Brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. So Adam is working with words to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Now what is Adam doing? He's operating in the image and the likeness of how he was created. Because the one that created me speak spoke so it's my job to do it like he did it speak okay okay go over to mark mark chapter 12 now let's look at this in the new testament mark chapter 12 
I'm telling you, man, you got to speak prosperous all the time. I don't speak broke. I don't speak broke. No, 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 no. You're going to have what you say. You're going to have what you say. Now, let me show you some, some speaking scriptures here. Mark uh, verse 23, Mark 11, verse 23. For barely I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whatever thing that's before you that's presenting itself as an opposition in your life, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be gone, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he saith, ETH means what right way? On an ongoing, continual basis. You say it till you see it. You say it till you see it. I am prosperous. Bills on the table. No, 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 no. I say it till I see it. Whatever he says shall come to pass. He shall have, here it is, whatsoever he saith. You're going to have what you say. Ain't no good being out there. Chick, go buy you a dog. Because you about to be by yourself. Because ain't no good men out there. And even if it's a good one, you won't sin. Because your words are connected. And it's connected to your belief. So even if he show up and he got everything going, you told yourself that so much that you won't even believe that he, he is what you see. Come on, brother. Keep on saying, ain't no good women out there. Well, I don't know what you buy. Buy you a dog too. Or go get you a PlayStation. You're too old for that anyway, but go get you one. Because that's all you're going to have. Because your words are connected to your mind, and your mind are connected to your beliefs. Amen. Amen. Man, I'm trying to, boy, y'all making this so hard this morning, man. Uh, 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 Proverbs 18. Woo! Boy, I be hearing folks, you know, I, I, sometimes I click on videos, man, and they be dogging this type of church out, this naming and claiming type of stuff. And I be like, boy, folks are going to listen to this. That, what they're t so if I'm not supposed to name it and claim it, you won't even teach me how to talk, though. So you just, uh, so Daniel, you done left me out there for defeating the enemy because, okay, don't name it and claim it. So in other words, you're saying don't speak the word. So what am I supposed to do then? Don't speak the word. What am I supposed to say? Look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20, 20, 20, and 21. Now, the Bible says a man's belly, come on, shall be satisfied with the what? Fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be, watch this, death and life are in the power of the what? And they that love it shall do what? Could you put that verse in the Amplified for me? Whoa, boy, this is so good right here, man, I'm telling you. Look what the Bible says, death and life. Um, uh, uh, Amplified that, that 21 says uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life so just like you can speak uh, life into yourself you can talk death into yourself too You know, nobody in my family ever lived towards 40. Okay, come now, now your belief. Now your belief. And the first time you get a cold, your belief going to tell you, here it come. Because that's all you've been saying. I just think this marriage is over with. It's about to be over. It, it is about to be over. I promise you, it's about to be over. And once it consumes your belief, 
it's over. It didn't have to be over, but you spoke it enough to where you believed that it was over. I ain't loving them no more. Keep on saying that. Instead of saying, the love of God guards and keeps my heart and mind, and I love with the God kind of love. We're destroying ourselves by what we say. And won't change it. Now, you won't hear what I'm saying, some of you, because I can see in your faces you won't. But then you will walk out of here and say, don't speak into the universe with your cray-cray self. That you're saying exactly what I'm saying. Watch what you put in the universe. They are stealing from the word of God. They're thieves. Because if you're saying, watch what you put out in the universe, they're literally saying, watch what you say. It just sounds more edible to you when, when they take God out of it because it ain't enough God in you. So you like for it to make common sense, not spiritual sense. Now, let, let, let's go a little deeper. Let's go a little deeper. Let's go a little deeper. Um, 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 where was I at? I got some down here. Yeah, okay, over here. Look at... Um, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Come on, I'm going to finish this. Eight minutes, i got to get this other point in, and then we're going to move on to something else. i got another teaching i got to put in, you guys. <clears throat> Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Now listen, I want to encourage you. There's two volumes of this teaching. Uh, I want you to go back, man. You need to listen to it, man. You need, I'm telling you, you need to listen to it. Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Look what the Bible says. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed... Therefore have I spoken, yeah, is it up there? It's not up there? Okay. Uh, uh, oh, 2 Corinthians 4.13. I'm sorry. That's right. I said first. I should have been the spirit. Now I'm just joking. 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 4.13. Let's look at that together. You ready? Okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe. Now, keep that scripture up there because notice this scripture says believed and then believe. And so now watch this now. They're saying I believed. Now, believed is past tense, right? But, but what that scripture is really saying is I am speaking from a settled matter of my heart. Now, now, that, 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 that opens the door there because, because maybe we're saying what we're, let me say it another way. That opens the door because we're actually talking from how we believe. Which means I got to get in the word until the word renews my mind and reshapes my belief. You are going to produce life to the degree of your belief. Because you're going to speak it. You're going to start saying it. it you know, it's, I, I, it's almost like you ever bought a car or you ever, you, ever, you ever put a car on your heart that you wanted? Anybody ever did that before? Right. What's the, what's the first thing that happened? You see it everywhere. You almost get mad like they, they, they ain't even think about it till I start thinking about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> them cars was there all the time. Watch this now. Look at, come on, catch the revelation. Your belief started showing up around you. Yeah. 
until you settle that in the belief. That car was passed, those cars, same cars, passed, same color and everything, passing by all the time, didn't see it. Your spirit didn't start picking it up until your spirit start believing for it. And when you start confessing it, you start seeing them everywhere. You start seeing them everywhere. You start seeing them everywhere. It's the same way with your finances. You keep talking broke bills. Get to, you're like, where in the world this bill come from? God, dog, another bill? See, stuff just starts showing up and showing But if I start saying I'm blessed, right? I am blessed. I am prosperous. I have more than enough to put in store. I don't work just to pay bills. Mailbox, you are not, you are not a bill box. You receive prosperity in the name of Jesus. You are not a coupon box. You are not a magazine box. You start speaking to it. You call those things that be not. Go to Luke chapter 17. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm, not that I desire a gift. I desire fruit that will abound to your account. God has, God has graced me to be able to write stuff and, and, and have, have, I don't want to call it product, have stuff here so that you can grow the way you need to grow. And I wrote this book back in two. 2012. It's called Command Your Day. So if you hear anybody ever saying that, I'm boasting in the Lord, that's what the Lord... See, here's what the Lord told me. He says, Satan sits on the horizon of every day to see what you would call it. And if you don't give it a direction, he'll give it one for you. Therefore, command your day. You have the power to tell your day what it's going to be. Everybody know me now. If you ask me, Pastor, how you doing? I'm going to tell you I am amazing. amazing. Now, amazing don't mean all my bills paid. Amazing don't mean I don't have no needs, but I'm telling my day what it's going to give to me. And so I, I, I talk about the power of your confession in this book, and then it's a journal too. So every day I kind of help you know how to put confessions together. And we got all type of confessions in this book. Uh, a confession over marriage, confession over singleness, uh, being a godly man, being a godly woman, confession over your children, financial prosperity, godly wisdom, protection and security, favor, spiritual authority, intercession, comfort, sleep and rest. You got a hard time sleeping at night, I got a prayer. You mess around and uh, uh, pray that prayer right there, you're going you're gonna to slough for the first time. Uh, ma mastering your emotions, confidence. Prayer for your pastor, the church, over temptation, the health of your body, direction, concerning your mind and your thoughts. Prayer for your home. Got all of this right here. You can't say that you don't have what you need. And I wish that I might have to start over because this one here, look, mine all tore up. I got all type of stickers in mine and everything because I use it. I use it. I just didn't write it. I use it. Hallelujah. All right, you need to go to the bookstore and get it, man. My God from heaven. Okay, okay, okay. Satan, listen to me carefully. Oh, God. Oh, Satan is fighting for your words. He's fighting for your words. See, Satan, Satan cannot do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. That's not Bible. Go to Mark 4. Mark 4, 14. Godly. Oh, my God, I was supposed to get out of here. Y'all made me take all this time. I was supposed to close this message out today. Now I got to go one more Sunday with it. Um, look at verse 14. Satan is after your words, precious people. The Bible says the sower soweth the what? Come on, you are a farmer. You're supposed to be sowing that word. You're supposed to be speaking that word. 
Now watch this, verse 15, the Bible says, And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the what? Taketh away the what? The word that was sown in what? Satan is after your words. Go to uh, Matthew chapter 12. I know I'm kind of moving a little bit, Kimberly, but uh, he's dropping some other scriptures in my spirit. I want you to hear this. Uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, come on. Let's look at this. What? Read, read. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be what? So condemnation comes also as a result of how you speak. Likewise, justification comes by how you speak. That's why I'm teaching you every time, I'm not saying you can't say it, but every time you mess up, don't be saying, Lord, forgive me. Look how quiet it got. It got cockroach quiet up in this world, boy. No, 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 no. By my words, I am justified. So I say, Father, I receive forgiveness. Because it puts me in a justified state. If I'm always saying, Lord, forgive me, you got to think now, you got this conscious mind, well then, how do you know you're forgiven? And God is not obligated to speak and say, I forgive you. You've got to know that you're forgiven. So you receive forgiveness for your sins. I see how y'all looking at me. My God, why we got to go that route, Lord? Go to 1 John. Oh, I'm going to take five more and then I'm going to get up out of here. Go to 1 John chapter 1. This has been mistaught. 1 John chapter 1, look there at verse 8 and 9. Then we're going to go to verse 2 and 12. Now, let, let's rightly divide the word. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Here's the scripture we love right here, right? Because I know that's the first thing that came to our theological mind. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all of unrighteousness. Right. So so now until we confess the sin, we're not forgiven of the sin. OK, put a finger right there. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Finger right there. We're going to come back to that scripture. Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, um, look at verse. Um, verse 17 for the sake of time. Read and their sins. And iniquities will I remember. So why are you confessing what he don't remember? You're not bringing it to his remembrance. You're bringing it to your remembrance. Because he say, I don't remember it no more. Okay, uh, look, 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 look back at, let's read that again. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 9. And I'm going to mess y'all up. Verse 9 and 10. Come on, then we're going to go to uh, 1 John 2 and 12. Then I got to get out of here. He, he, he's, he that saith he is in the light, is that 1 John 2? Is it darkness? 1 John 1, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, 1 John 1. 1 John 1. Start at verse 8. 1 John 1, we're going to read verse 8 and verse 9. Come on, quick, quick, quick. Oh, God. Okay. If we say that we have no sin, we do what? We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Look at verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to 
cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You ready for the mind blowing? 1 John chapter 2, verse 12. Look what the Bible says. <clears throat> ready, read. Now, we're still in 1 John, right? We're in another chapter, but actually we're still reading the same letter. Would you agree with that? Right? Okay, it's just subsection 2 of the same letter. Got it? Look what he says. I write unto you, little children. Well, wait a minute. You just said in subsection 1 of your letter, if I'm faithful and just to ask for it, you're faithful and just to forgive me. How do you not turn around and tell me my sins are forgiven? What am I supposed to do, John? Well, you got to understand the letter he's talking is two group of people in the congregation. You got people that he's trying to convert, and then you got people that are already converted. So the people that he's trying to convert, he puts himself in the boat with them, and he says, we. That if we are faithful and just, if we say we have no sin, you're trying to say you don't have no sin. No, you got sin in you. You got to be converted. You got to recognize that you got sin in you. And you got to ask forgiveness of your sins. And then he's going to be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all of your unrighteousness. You got it? Okay, now you hold on for a minute because I got to talk to another group that's not in the same boat with you, although they're in the same congregation. Now, I write to you, little children, what I'm about to say now is not for you. This is for them. I write to you, little children, because unlike them, your sins are forgiven. So he didn't tell this group over here whose sins are already forgiven to be faithful and just and ask for forgiveness of sins. He reminds them that their sins are forgiven. Okay. Praise the Lord. Just do with it what you want to do with it. Let me finish my statement. Satan is fighting for your words and your carnal nature will fight you into not talking because it doesn't see. Here's why most believers throw their faith confession away. They get tired of talking. So they stop. And I understand, you go to a church like this and you, and boasting in the Lord, you get good word, you're getting the truth. You think that, oh man, it's just supposed to be pastor said talk, or just next day, next week you don't see it. And then next week you're, oh, well, I'm, I'm done talking with that. You know, and Satan is fighting for your words. He needs you to stop talking because when you stop talking, faith stop working. Faith cometh by... And hearing by the word of God. You got to keep talking till you see it. Thank you, Faith. Listen, you have a part to play in you that will never, you have a part in you. Listen to me carefully. I'm going to close with this. You have a part in you that will never agree with the system of God. There's, listen, come on. There's a part on the inside of you that will never agree with the word of God. Never agree with the word of God. When you are off your spiritual faith regimen, that part of you that don't want to agree with God, that flesh part of you, listen, it becomes bigger and stronger in its convincing ability. The voice of it telling you that it won't work. And what you and you know what Satan do when you stop speaking the word? He back up off you. He back up off you with challenges. He back up off you. I mean, he, he just back up off you because now he know he has you right where he needs you. You are totally naked. You are not covered in the word. You're not keeping yourself under the blood. You're not speaking in your life. So Satan make you back up. And in your mind, you're like, man, everything good. I ain't, it seemed like when I start speaking the word, all hell break out. Seemed like when I really start giving, my money start. Well, of course, you're now operating in the kingdom of God. Don't you think he need to fight against you? But when you're not doing any of those things, why fight when you're beating yourself?
See, he knows at that point you beating yourself. I don't I, hands off. Go and beat yourself up for me. <laughs> I like that. See, I have that. Listen, man, when I start praying and start getting in the word and just going deeper, man, like, Lord, why? Like, why all of it got? And I understand that's where the spiritual warfare really takes place. At. Are you going to believe and remain consistent or are you going to back out? It becomes bigger and stronger and convincing. You have to stay higher on your spiritual side than you are on your natural side. And the sad irony is when you look across the, the pale and the scale of the church, we are more higher on our, spiritual, on our natural side than we are our spiritual side. Many of our pastors have given their microphone over to the congregation and they preach what the congregation want to hear. Everything is so carnal. No, no word. I cut you off. I, you know, just, just, just handed the mic to the congregation and, hey, y'all want some corner stuff? I'll preach some corner stuff. And we sit right there and amen and high-five it and don't even realize, like, wow, he is really putting us on Satan's side. Because it satisfies that side of us that want to cut folks off and that want to get folks straight and don't want and I and and, and, and y'all don't know me huh? I ain't ready yet but uh I, I, I still cuss huh? forget and then they be like yeah no that's not yeah you ha, ha, at, at, at some point you ought to be mature enough to master that area Listen, precious people, it ain't going to work if you're not speaking the word. Who needs a command your day book? Who needs a, ooh, them hands went up real quick. I like how your hand went up, ma'am. I'm going to give it to you. You're okay. Ma'am, come get it. You got to come get it. I ain't coming down now. You got to come up. You going to use it? God bless you. All right. We're going to walk away with it. So, um. Let's get back up on your word. You got it? Let's, get, let's pull them confessions back out. Pull them confessions back out. You know, went to sleep in this area. I come to wake you up today. Get your confessions back out. You allow Satan to get you weary. You allow him to get you. It's okay. It's okay. God is a God of recovery. Let's get our confessions back in our mouths. Our students, get, get them confess. You should be speaking over your grades. Be speaking over your mind. All this, this mental illness that's going on, you got to start taking that spiritual prescription. The Bible says the word is medicine. You got to start speaking that word over your mind. The Bible says, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding with God and keep your heart in mind. I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff that Christians are going through in these days is because we have gotten away from this word. And our conversation has become secular. And I'm telling you why you're losing. Because you won't put the word on you. I don't care who I'm around. I'm putting the word on my mouth. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. You have the ability to call God on the scene. Because when you speak the word, you're calling God on the scene in your situation. And we've got to start speaking prosperous over our finances. Right where you are, start speaking over your finances. Say this with me. I'm the blessed seed of Abraham. I'm out of debt. My needs are met. I have plenty more to put in store. I owe no man nothing but to love him. I am blessed to be a blessing. Father, I thank you 
that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word has saving power. Your word is settled in heaven. Therefore, I settle it in my heart. I settle that I'm blessed. I settle that I'm prosperous and not poor. I settle that I'm blessed to be a blessing. Blessed going in and blessed coming out. I settle it in my heart that you've anointed me to prosper. And I thank you. Faith is now. Hope is tomorrow. I walk by faith and not by sight. I'm only moved by your word because your word always produces what it says. I thank you for it. I receive it in my life. Now, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. Listen, very quickly, if you're here, you want to make Christ the Lord of your life. You need him in your life. God wants to have a relationship with his children, so he invited himself, hung on the cross to pay the price that sin, that sin caused, the separation between humanity and God. And when we receive Christ into our lives, it puts us back at one with the Father. It forgives us of all of our sins, and it puts us in a righteous position as his children, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If that's you today, you're either in the room, you're watching me on live, I want to give you this opportunity today to be a part of this amazing family of God. Will you repeat this prayer to me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know without you I am lost. Today, I repent of my sins, and I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior, and I make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. I turn my back on sin, and I turn to you. Lead me and guide me as my king. I confess that I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. That's Romans 10, 9 and 10. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart man believeth, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want to welcome you to the body of Christ. We want to be an aid to you in this new life that you're about to partake in. So when you go to rightwayccc.org, if you're here in the room and you want to take a moment, there's a, a little pamphlet right there in front of you behind that chair. Will you fill that out? I want my team to reach out to you to make sure that you understand what just transpired in your life. And any questions that you might have, we can answer those questions. Salvation now is a journey. It's a day-to-day -day walk of becoming and believing better. And we want to help you out in this walk. Not to become a member unless you feel the Lord is leading you here, but to help put you on the right path so that you can see the success that God desires that you might have. So we look forward to hearing from you again. Rightwayccc.org or right there if you're in the house. You can also go to Right Way, but if you would just take a moment and fill that out, and there will be someone in the foyer that you can leave uh, that with in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we put our hands together for those persons that received Christ today? Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.